This is Top Landing Gear. Welcome back to Top Landing Gear after a bit of a hiatus during the summer. We haven't been totally idle though in that time. Having said that, we're not actually launching the new series just yet, but we've already got lots of plans forming. This episode, to be brutally honest, is unashamedly about creating a bit of self-publicity. I know that's a bit crude, but in order to maintain a profile, one is always going to risk causing ripples elsewhere. After all, what is it you say? You can't make an omelette without breaking eggs. Oh, God. In Ooh. fact, <laughs> conversely, we have ourselves been broken by some eggs, although you could hardly call us an omelette. Well, you could, but it would be meaningless. <laughs> it's, all made, but, it's all meaningless already. <laughs> this is crafted. But like eggs, the four of us come in all shapes and sizes. Some eggs are rounder than others, some are stout, while others, oh, sod it, we're all round and stout. <laughs> Apart from... Our glamorous front man with indie pop band Scouting the Girls, Roy, you can have me poached, fried or boiled, stride. <laughs> Hello, Roy. Uh, reminiscent of a boiled egg that's cracking up with that gooey white stuff oozing out, our pilot and aviation expert, James Easy Over Cutter. I've never been described as easy over no, anything. No. And next, just mention eggs to him and he'll run a mile if he could. He absolutely hates them, the chicken. <laughs> of all people, he's our agricultural fencer who is exactly the sort of person who should embrace all farm produce. My brother, good in parts, bad in parts. Jez Curate Egg, Curly. Thank you very much. And finally, an all-round good egg with an attractive shell encasing a heart of gold. That's the yolk. It's me, broadcaster Rob Cocky Cockerel. <laughs> so, guys, welcome. Uh, you've not been very busy, have you? <laughs> <laughs> I've been given very little time to prepare this. That was beautiful. Because yeah. it was a very late-in-the-day decision to put this podcast together. But can we um, explain what all this exhaustive reference to eggs is all about? It is rather exciting. It, it was very exciting. It was your idea, so you may as well tell them what. Well, I mean, yes, it was sort of my idea. I was sitting at home watching Eggheads with my mother. She She introduced me to it some while ago. And I suddenly thought, oh, that would be quite fun to perhaps be on. It requires a team of four. I thought, oh, I know a team of four. <laughs> so I put it to the guy. I said, would you be interested in, you know, if I applied for eggs? And everyone goes, yeah, great idea. No, we no, didn't. Did you I've got yeah, It's on the WhatsApp group. Uh, you said, yeah, great idea. And then a few weeks later, I said, we're in. And he said, what? <laughs> so I got bombarded with abuse. Yes. Uh, yeah. yeah, but uh, even though you all thought it was a great idea, you seem to have forgotten that. So we went up to Elstree Studios a few weeks no, ago. You say we, we're, we're in. It wasn't just weird. We had to do some awful application well, no, process. Was, uh, yeah, but, which yeah. involved a lot of 
videos for some reason and answering very strange oh, you questions. Oh, forgot about them. Yeah, we had yeah. videos. For yeah. Oh, no, you can't just get in and appear. <laughs> no, no, we had to go through a rigorous well, well, I mean, system I of testing think, and vetting. I wouldn't no. want anyone to think because we're such a high-flying podcast <laughs> that we just got in automatically. <laughs> <laughs> No, no, we're, we're not Phil and Holly. No, yeah, just jump the key. Yeah, no, do, yeah. very good. Well done. Yeah. No, so we did. We went up to Austria and recorded. I was able to give uh, Viney, as I like to call him, Jeremy Viney, who's the host, some uh, advice on running a quiz after the success of the Top Landing Gear quiz. Uh, he he took a lot on board. I, I think thought. the next series of Eggheads will have a, a small pond in the middle of the set. <laughs> oh, yeah. oh, lovely. Yeah. I was I was particularly disappointed by the total lack of interest he showed in either you or me, James. Only really had eyes yeah. for Rob and mainly yeah. Roy. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Love you, Dan Roy. Love you. <laughs> I mean, it was. I've never seen Jeremy Ryan so excited about anything. Other than these two, and yeah. we were the. Oh, and there's some fat blokes down the end. <laughs> <laughs> I was at the furthest end of the table, in every sense of the word. Ignored and largely overlooked. Oh, oh. I never got that feeling that happened to them because I was. You were too to busy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You kind of. We kind of felt like you kind of forgotten about this. Oh right? yeah. yeah. Moved on. New, new friends. Well, we we were organised enough to have our, you know, our, our sort of specialised subjects as well. So if if science came up, James would take that. Mm. First thing that came up was science. James took it. Mm. Got an aviation question. We can't tell you what happened. <laughs> yeah. We actually can't tell you what happened unless you're listening to this after it went out. But this is going to drop before it goes out. So. Um, yeah, see for yourselves. I mean, to say... I think it was more of a space question than an aviation question. <laughs> yeah. Aerospace? Yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. You can tell, uh, dear listener, that it probably wasn't hugely successful for Kartner. Uh, it, was, it was really good, though. I thought that... Because obviously you can't give it away. It, it, we did... I, mean, I mean, you, can't even say the, the best thing to watch is the fact that I didn't read anything before turning up. And so I uh -huh. turned up with three different shirts, all of which had a logo on yeah, there. Yeah, yeah. And one of the first things they said on the thing which I was supposed to read was, you're not allowed to wear a shirt with a logo. Absolutely. So they said that I could use one of their Wardrobe shirts ones. for idiots. <laughs> <laughs> it's a lovely colour. Yeah, it was lime green and size <laughs> enormous for whoever. So... I, I'm looking forward to seeing that on TV. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> how, how, how much does TV make you look fatter by a Six stone? pounds. Six pounds. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Right. So the three, three of us look I mean, absolutely No, it was the prize money at stake as well that week. <laughs> <laughs> Don't mention the prize money. No, well, I can't say That's more. my Ferrari you can hear outside. <laughs> <ripping> up. <laughs> Oh, no, it was a good day, wasn't it? It was, it was a good great. day. I mean, whether yeah. we embarrass ourselves or not, I guess we'll find others, out. Others will be the after judge. Friday yeah. evening. My, my favourite bit of the whole day was you showing us around where you used to uh, present the uh, the TV. Oh, that bit. Yeah. yeah. Was... No, it was. That was oh, fun. Yes. It's not that bit. Yeah. <laughs> no, yeah. Yeah. You're not no. talking about the cupboards. There were the interesting <laughs> cupboards. Where lots They're of... called dressing rooms. Sorry, dressing yeah. rooms. Uh, but they were as small as cupboards. Mm. But, uh, yeah, that's where I used to do the regional... BBC News yeah. from you, absolutely right. And, and it hasn't changed apart from they've ripped that studio to pieces because it was so city. old. Yes. Yeah, yeah. yeah. exactly what it is now. Yeah. yeah. It was great fun. It was, no, it was, it was, a, it was a great day out. It was a it lovely was, day out. It was, it was great. Quite, it was quite good fun, actually. Yeah, yeah it, it was really good fun. It. And I think we ended up having a curry, but Roy had to go off because yeah. he's had something on. Band stuff. Yeah. Great, so anyway, this so Friday, listener, Channel yeah. 5, this is October the 14th, 2022. But it, <laughs> you could be listening to this at any stage. But it will be available on Catch Up somewhere. 
Oh, in perpetuity. Per, per, forever. Yeah, forever. Yeah. And probably on YouTube as well. I think they're all on YouTube as well. Are they? Yeah. A lot of the old ones. Brilliant. Though. That's, oh, that's I'm why so I did most of my reviews. <laughs> <laughs> that shirt. Yeah. That shirt and you will be together and, forever. And that shirt was, it can't have been more than six pounds. <laughs> and they, they had that off my back. Yeah, it's almost see through. Yeah, it's very, very thin. Yeah, brilliant. Anyway, lovely. So that was our little bit of fun. So that's the podcast. Yeah, well done, everyone. Yeah, you wanted to kind of remind people of what this podcast is. I think we probably ought to remind ourselves because I did think I thought it was nice. Well, it's lovely to catch up with you guys because we haven't done anything for a while, but I thought it'd be nice for our regular listeners to watch our heads and. And for anybody who's watched Eggheads and thought, who are these guys? We could do like a little podcast and just tell them what Top Landing Gear is about. Yeah. yeah. Go on then. So Top Landing Gear is essentially a podcast. We call it like Top Gear with Wings. Yeah, I like that. Yeah, it's an aviation podcast. Uh, non-geeky. Non-geeky for anybody. It's like Top Gear, so you don't have to be into cars to enjoy the podcast. No. And no. we do we do a magazine episode, which is... Aeroplanes, you don't have to Yeah, or even aeroplanes, yeah. 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 Cars, or, whatever. Cars. Okay. Well, you yeah. don't have to be into cars. It's <laughs> true. Yeah. yeah. Or aeroplanes. Or anything, yeah. tigers. No. Uh, <laughs> as you can see, it's very, very serious. And, uh, and we, we do a magazine episode, and then that's usually followed by like an in-depth interview with some amazing character from the world of aviation. Yeah, and we've had some fantastic guests. We I mean, really have. good. They're worth looking through on our website, toplandinggear.com. Yep. You'll find them all there. Uh, yeah, we have some great guests. So, yeah, we use a little clip of those in our magazine edition, yep. and then we have a full-length interview, which we call our Full Flaps edition, which is if you want to just hear it more in depth. And yeah. they're always worth listening to. Is that how it works, is it? I, I, <laughs> I know, I'm telling you each one. I'm looking at each of you. But, um, this is like me describing, like, an album track on, like, one of the albums which – our drummer's not actually played on. <laughs> and he's like, I've never heard that song before, ever. I've never even heard it, let alone know how to play it. I've never even heard that song. <laughs> and it's one of ours. Yeah. yeah. Oh. <laughs> That's encouraging. Yeah. But we, on Full Flaps, we've had some incredible guests. We really have. Yeah. yeah. Name uh, some. Well, uh, we had the son of Sir Frank Whittle, uh, yeah. one of our most recent guests, uh, Ian Whittle, who was just brilliant. And uh, the, the wide scope of people who really enjoyed that, not just because he is quite detailed and quite technical in many places. But, uh, I don't know if you saw, we got an, a message from a chap who teaches um, apprentices in the RAF at Holton. Oh, yes. About engine theory. Yeah. And he's advised them all to go listen to that episode. Has he? Yeah. Good really. man. Um, because he Thank said you. there was so much involved with that that, that was, it's brilliant. And it, that, for some reason, that, the, 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 Frank, the son of Frank Whittle, episode that's clicked with a whole lot of people I didn't yeah. expect it to. No, it I agree incredible. with you. Yeah. No, it's been very popular. I, I Funnily enough, I was leaving, getting, going out of a shop in Guildford the other day and a chap came in with his push chair wearing uh, some headphones and said, oh, thank you. I'm just listening to your podcast, by the way. I mean, I had, <laughs> I didn't have my name and I wasn't wearing a top landing gear t-shirt. So I'm just listening to your podcast. So are oh, you? He said, yeah, it's, he, he liked it. He's a British Airways pilot. He says it's really quite popular at British Airways. A lot of the guys <laughs> listen. Yeah. Isn't that great? That's yeah. brilliant. Yeah. Other other amazing guests we had Martin Withers, yes. the pilot of Contest, the Vulcan bomber XM six hundred seven, the Black Buck raids to the Falkland Islands, nineteen two. Yeah, one of my favourite books, one of our favourite guests, and we've had that author of that book yeah, as well. Ron White on. We've had uh, John Hutchinson, Son. 
Yep. Concord pilot. Almost first, man. first interview we did. Exactly right. Um, who else we've had? We've had um, Amanda J. Harrison. Amanda J. Harrison, yeah. Second interview we ever did. Yeah. Yeah. On and the same day, in fact, that yeah. I interviewed Dutch. <laughs> she's aiming to go halfway around the world in a tiger moth by herself. Yeah. Um, which is a fascinating story, that one. Yeah. We've but, had red arrows. We had former red arrows, serving red arrows. Yeah. Other red arrows. Red arrows. Some yeah. people have accused us of doing too much red arrows. We've had Spitfires. <laughs> yeah, Spitfires. We Lancasters. Faz, the uh, the pilot of the BBMF. Yeah, uh, Lancaster, yeah. and he's now yeah. just come off that literally yeah, yeah. this he's, week as yeah. we're he's going recording. Off to Scotland to go and fly. He's going to Lossie, um, isn't he? Sidons. Yeah, in Lossie. In Lossie with my mate um, Zane Sennett, who yes. flies the Typhoon up at yeah. Lossie. Who's yeah. also been a guest. He's yeah. also been a guest because yeah. he was uh, in that uh, 70th. The Queen's Jubilee fly yeah. past. He was on. He was on that little angle of the number seven fly. We've had the author Dilip Sarka, who Battle of Britain experts. Mm. Who uh, even Battle of Britain? Well, when they were still alive, Battle of Britain pilots would say that Dilip knew more about the Battle of Britain <laughs> than any of them did. <laughs> yeah, which uh, was amazing. Yeah. The famous Alan Pollock. Oh, did you see the email that came in today? Yeah, I did, yes. Yeah, where um, there was a TV researcher who's doing, what can you remember? Warbirds, something Warbirds. Warriors. Yeah. Warbird Warriors. Or Air Warriors. Air Warriors, or Warriors yeah. yeah, they'd like to us to make contact on their behalf yeah. with Alan. So, um, so Alan flew his Hunter uh, jet in 1968 under Tower Bridge um, <laughs> as a bit of a protest against the lack of recognition that the Air Force were getting in their 50th year. Yeah. One thing we should do is the Daily Mail. Air. Oh, no, we've done the Daily Mail. <laughs> and God, haven't the we done the Daily Mail. Mail. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Still yeah, the, the 1969, you learn that quite a lot of this stuff is quite retro, but it's history. <laughs> yeah. yeah, we did a series on the a series of programs on the Daily Mail address because it was, so, we all admit it was a brilliant story. Mm. And amazing. we got the winner, we got other competitors. Mm. Oh, it's fabulous. It was a fascinating. Yeah. And it the was, great thing is, listeners, there's so much more. Yeah, there well is said. tons of stuff. And you just think you can't really drag any more out of it. But it's, it's not <laughs> just old stuff. There's tons of it. We've no. been, there's we were shown around the Typhoon. Yes. With uh, uh, RF Coningsby. Yeah, RF Coningsby. So up to the date stuff. We've got, uh, coming up, we've got some real up to the date stuff with an uh, interview with a business jet pilot who took us around Farnborough. Yeah, that was fabulous, wasn't it? <laughs> yeah. That will be in the next series. We, we've got an interview with, Gallon for Girls guitarist, Jamie O'Gorman, who has just started a his own film production company. He's a, He qualified as a drone pilot That'd be great. during uh, lockdown. So it'd be really interesting because he actually quit the band <laughs> to become a drone pilot. <laughs> right. He's coming back for the tour. Oh, good. So I haven't spoken to, I've spoken to him a few times, but it'd be really great to, to talk to him about, you know, yeah. flying drones. That's mm, yeah. So And also the whole show is steered by yourself and the great... <laughs> Uh, great things that people suggest and yeah. Is it fun though? Trips have we you... ever taken any notices? What any? <laughs> no, we, we have, and we've had yeah, lots we, of invitations yeah, actually yeah, too, haven't yeah, we? Yeah, yeah. we have. Yeah. We, have. And, we had some amazing invitations this summer yeah. to go and do some stuff. None of which, uh, none of them, we, um, them we could do. No, various scheduling issues. But we we really like to be invited back again next year. Bournemouth <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> Air Show we did last year. That was brilliant. Couldn't do it this year. Yeah. Um, my mate Mike Woodley. I'm still very much hopeful that we can go down to Dunsfold. And um, get him to talk about his life in aviation filming. This is a guy who's pr uh, provided all the aircraft for pretty much all the Bond films that have ever been made, <laughs> and plus lots of other movies. And he also is the owner of three seven, retired 747s. 
yeah. uh, and the Dakota and amongst other stuff. So we're going to hopefully go down there at some point. Yeah, he, he's going to be fascinating because like, yeah. imagine like, what do you do? I collect seven four sevens. Yeah, I just keep them. <laughs> yeah. And, yeah. And what do you do? Yeah. I just sort of move them around an airfield. Yeah, yeah. yeah. like every week. Yeah. Yeah. Which, I mean, that is one understanding misses, I'd say. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's literally every time. I don't think I ever. Yeah. I at least he owns an airfield. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. 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 My well, clock past and, like two uh, or three times a week, yeah. and they're never in the same place. Yeah, no, no, no. And you know he's in that cockpit. So uh, you know he's loving that. Well, the other, the other week I had to phone Rob, actually, because I was driving past Dunsfold every day on my way to work, and the, Rob's favourite aircraft, the VC-10, was parked, which is, which is also at Dunsfold, although I think belongs to Brooklands. Museum mm. was parked tail to the road, looking majestic and amazing. Oh. And I said, I, I I stopped to try and see if I get a decent picture, but it was wasn't good enough on my phone. But uh, you, and then I, you were going to drive past it, but it was it moved by then. But yeah, we I'd love to do something on a VC10 just for you. We should go to yeah. Brooklands. We want to go yeah. to Duxford. We want to go all over the place. I just yeah. had a little yeah. game when I'm departing out of Gatwick on a Westley runway. We're going because we we sort of by the time we're flying over Dunsfold, we're doing about. 250, 300 miles an hour. And I've got to try and spot all three, all three jumpers <laughs> before we get on the top of it. And the beast And the beast uh, And they're always in completely different places. Are they? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's great, isn't it? One of the things which we do do is, obviously we try and attend any uh, aviation events or air shows, anything there. And, and it's because you mentioned Brooklyn's. I was looking at some things to do with the kids mm. over half term. And Brooklyn's over half term have airheads which runs for all of half term, Saturday the 22nd to the 30th of October. Obviously, you have everything that's going on at Brooklyn. So you've got Concorde and VC-10. Yeah, VC-10 is there. The Harrier yeah. that won the uh, 1969 Daily Mail Air Race. Is there a tri-star? I don't there know there if we well. mentioned that. No. No. Mm. Um, uh, the VC, the, 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 is it a Qatari or a Brunei VC-10 now? It's the, uh, it was the Sultan of Amman's, I Amman, think, yeah, somebody like that. I've, I've filmed in it. It's 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 like a... It's like a a VIP, a VIP yeah. jet inside, yeah. But in sort of, it's VIP jet stroke 1970s porn set. <laughs> That's, it's because it's, it's quite old now, yeah, isn't it? It's, yeah, it's, it's a bit, yeah. yeah. As you walk aboard, he goes, shit, I'm It's amazing. I took yeah. my kids about three or four years ago when they were like seven and nine and they loved it because one of the things you got you can go on concord and you sit there and they pretend yeah. it takes off and you go well it's got a simulator there hasn't yeah. it which it's, john hutchins yeah. tells about he said Sorry, he said it's pretend brilliant. it takes off <laughs> <laughs> does that not really but anyway they've got a load of stuff on they've got the wellington bomber which yep. was of course there, designed yeah. by mm. barnes wallace mm. of yes. uh, dan buster yeah. fame so uh, there's a lot of because that was he, he, that he was based there for a lot of the time mm, working yeah. for Vickers mm. so uh, oh, there's so much history yeah. there there's and a loads fabulous of stuff place. During, and just half term they've this... got like a load of costume characters Tommy oh. Sopworth Sydney Camel Gordon <laughs> 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 Hewitt uh, the aircraft factory workers so they've got uh, yeah they've got loads of stuff for the kids there as well so it's a good excuse to uh, oh brilliant you know yeah well, that's that. We should do a show from there. Yeah. You want to do one there, from Croydon Airport? That's another one you want to do. Mm. Yes, I do. Which you've London been on for about three years. London Airport, Croydon. Yeah, yeah, there's a lot of interesting stuff. And actually, in this centenary of the BBC, which I've also been loosely involved with, um, there's an there's an amazing time with the guy who kind of invented air traffic control was an engineer, was the first senior engineer at the BBC, and those two things are sort of. Links really, wow. it, it, it's fascinating. So, Sounds like a documentary that should be written about that. Yeah, it should be really. Well yeah. done. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, one more plug for something that's going on. Yeah. 
Uh, and this is at the Lincolnshire Aviation Centre. Uh, we've done a podcast there. We did a whole, uh, we did a whole three cool. days in yeah. Lincolnshire, didn't we? Where we did Bomber County, we visited uh, Coningsby, where we with Typhoon. But at Lincolnshire uh, Aviation Centre, they have a Lancaster just chain, which they're trying to bring back to full airways. Yes, there's been um, a bit of an update on it recently, which I couldn't read that? because I needed to pay extra in order to read it on I my. Think that's uh, the new turret. Oh, lovely! Yeah. Well, I, I got something from today which says there's another movie coming out about uh, the Lancaster. It's been filmed around there. It's been done on no budget, but I saw... Oh, I've okay. totally forgotten what it's called now. Oh. Uh, so. it's called, there's been a few in there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I saw a trail for it. I, I will see if I can find it before the end of the show. Oh, good. And uh, it looked really quite good. So, And it's been a lot of it's been filmed around East Kirkby. Oh, so I love it. They're just about to finish yeah. production of that, I think. So that might be something to look out for. Yeah, yeah definitely. Or like anything to do with the Lancaster. So I've done. They, they're the only place in the world where you can go on a taxi run in this Lancaster. So they fire up all four engines, yeah. and you can go down the the runway, and they take you right. to the field. It's one of the most incredible experiences you can have if you're an aviation if it's an aviation history fan. It's amazing. Yeah. That whole airfield is. Yeah. It's full of history. It's got the original control tower there. Oh, it's, it is fabulous, isn't it? And they've got a mosquito there as yeah. well. You can yeah. do a taxi run in that. And basically, I'm going to plug on uh, the 5th of November, they have one of the uh, biggest firework displays in the country. But at the same time, not while the fireworks going on, but in the same <laughs> evening, they do a nighttime taxi ride of the Lancaster and the mosquito. And they've also got like a... They've got a couple of World War II searchlights, full beam, like up in the oh, air. Wow. Oh, and they have some 1940s bands. Playing. Oh, I love all that. Lots of people it's all dressed era. up. Mm. It's, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, no. And so tickets, it always sells out. Tickets are available now. If I lived in Lincolnshire, I would have tickets for that straight away. Yeah, so, yeah. it's a great, great place to it's, go. It's, yeah. it's amazing. And our podcast on that is really good. We speak to it's Andrew fun, Panton. Who, yes, who owns the, the yeah. Lank. And it's trying to, well, I didn't realize that they were going to, they're trying to, they are, the aim is to get it flying mm. and he's going to qualify to fly it. I know. I know. So the film yes. that uh, is being made around the Lancaster is called Good Time Charlie. It's by uh, Luke Campion and Jamie Snedden. And there's a whole load of stuff on the I Support Avro Lancaster NX611 Just Jane Facebook page, and you can read all about it. It looks um, like it could be really good. Oh, good. Yeah. Oh, okay, brilliant. The other place guys. we visited on that trip was Scampton. Mm. Sadly, no more. <coughs> it's gone. It's, yeah. it's now yeah. gone. It's called closed. <coughs> so sad, isn't it? That yeah. whole the Heritage Centre as well. Well, I imagine so. I, I don't, don't know. But one of the there are loads of plans to do something with Scampton. Yeah. Um, I hopefully not just build houses on it. Yeah. And. I think the sort of the lowest grade plan was to keep the heritage centre yeah. as it okay. is, yeah, uh, and then it goes up from there to to have you know, some sort of aviation museum, yeah, complete there. Uh, we were briefly involved with the Save Scampton, yes, that um, for a yeah. bit, <laughs> yeah. and yeah. Um, that sort of seemed to have come to a bit of an abrupt stop. But Fizzled we're still obviously still behind it. Um, but yes, I think so. I think Scampton is a an interesting one, yeah, and it will go on. That's the sort of thing that'll burn on for a few years. Yet, yeah, I think. Yeah, because the Reds have gone to Waddington. The now, Reds are at Waddington. That's their yeah. main base. But they still, the airspace oh, over Scampton is still where they're going to practice their displays. Yeah. So, 
if you're watching from the ground, yeah. an awful lot would have changed. Yeah, I mean, this is where the, the Dan Buster's raid <coughs> was launched yeah. from. So that's yeah. why the Heritage Centre, yeah. I mean, you couldn't really have it anywhere else, no, could no. you? You've got, you've got Guy Gibson's office, yeah. you know, Will sat in his chair. I mean, there's so Brilliant. much there. Brilliant. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we had a fantastic guy. Is it Colin? Colin, the yeah, guy. Colin, yeah. he was amazing. And you can, and you can yeah. listen to that whole guided tour all there. on yeah. our yeah. podcast. Is there. Other closures, though, talking about um, Doncaster Airport's going yeah. to be closed for housing. There's obviously. a lot of and stuff there, that is a lot of aircraft. Yeah, well, that, when yeah. that was that was RAF Finningley, yeah. Oh, yeah. which was the, when I was going through training in the Air Force, it was the multi-engine training base and the navigator training base. Oh. Um, and so a lot of chaps my age now who have an awful lot of fond memories of Finningley and Doncaster nights out. Um, many of them have wives from Doncaster as well. <laughs> um, so, yeah, that's a real loss because, you know, it closed an RAF base and that was very sad. But then there was this sort of this hope that it, it really then reopened as mm. the um, it's Robin Hood um, yeah. airport. Yeah. But it, it now appears that that is now no longer a, no. an option and houses are... From my, from my point of view, it's tragic because that's where the last flying Vulcan... Mm. Is now kind of marooned. Yeah. Oh, right. And um, there's only two, there's only, well, the three outcomes. Either it's scrapped, which would be tragic after all the mm. time and effort and, you know, blood, sweat and tears that went into saving it and getting it flying again, um, taking it apart and reassembling it somewhere else. Or there is talk, and I, James, you might have an opinion on this, of, uh, and I think this is talk from those people who actually seriously know about it, that it could be granted one final ferry flight. Mm to fly it to another airfield mm-hmm. um, where it could you know, well, spend its time. Tell Mike Woodley, let's bring it to Dunsfold. Yeah, <laughs> let's get it to Dunsfold, yeah. What's yeah. a ferry flight? Ferry flight might actually be the wrong no, term. No, I think it is. is exactly it's, right. it's literally just ferrying it from one place to another wow. or so for the purpose of just moving yeah. it. Yeah. And it. It might include restrictions like they have to keep the gear down. Right. They're not allowed to raise the gear. You know, they have to would it, it, would it take off? I think it's, 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 it hasn't really... But it nearly did, didn't it? That, that was a victor. Yeah. Um, well, I think it's um, it's still in roughly airworthiness condition, yeah. but it hasn't been certified to be airworthy. Right. So it would probably need an awful lot of paperwork. Yeah. It'd be a massive paperwork exercise to get it, you know, deemed fit for a ferry flight. Yeah. Um, and you know, fifty years ago. It would appear somewhere overnight in the next the next morning. <laughs> oh, how did it get there? <laughs> uh, but, but these days, it's sort of um, yeah. it would it'd be an awful, a very big paperwork exercise. Yeah. And yeah, uh, it's hopeful. It would, it would be wonderful. Yeah. I, mean, I think it'd be Wouldn't one of the most great. viewed flights yeah. ever in the yeah, UK. But um, that might be enough to stop it happening. Yeah. Yeah. The police would yes. bob, 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 they, they, they probably would have to do it, it. Yeah. Yeah. When, without it, yeah. telling anyone, like yeah. they did with its final flight. Yeah. And, yeah. They... and I really wouldn't surprise, be surprised if that didn't happen. No. Oh, that no. would be lovely. And it, it yeah. is a, an outside possibility. Yeah. I think a lorry is probably the more... A lorry in, in more bits. likely, yeah. yeah, and then reassemble it. But then it would that would be that would be that, wouldn't it? No <laughs> hope of it ever flying. No, again. no. And did anyone see the news of the... Um, uh, Wells, um, Wells-born XM six O, not six seven X, one of the XMs. Oh, the that overshot the its uh, on its on its um, taxi run. On yes. its taxi run, its yeah. fast taxi. I think the the chute didn't deploy, went straight across the end of the runway, across a bit of grass, and 
its nose pokes out onto the Wellsbourne Road, which <laughs> yes. I I used to work up there, and I used to <laughs> yeah. see I used to see this thing before I was really interested in the Falcon in particular. And well, this is back in the late eighties, and it was sitting yeah. there. And I used to drive past Wellsbourne Airfield, yeah. and it nearly it would nearly try to get itself onto the road. Yeah, extraordinary. Trying to yeah. escape. It was trying to escape. Join <laughs> they, his, join they did a mate. very good job of getting it back quickly because it looked like it was dug in there for a while. Yeah. yeah. But they, they seemed to, within a few days, it was back in its normal habitat on the on the dispersal. <laughs> the pad. Yeah. <laughs> the other place that's closing down, not as big as Doncaster, but it's the Cornwall. Um, yeah. I can't remember if it's Aviation Heritage Centre, but like that, yeah. I, which I went to when it first opened and it was absolutely wonderful. Mm. They got a VC-10 there. Um, but they got lots and lots of stuff there. And in fact, at one stage, you know, a lot of stuff came from Coventry Mm -hmm. because that was a great base for historic aircraft. And a lot of stuff then went to Newquay. Mm. So it, it, it was, it was a growing museum. And they also started to do pleasure flights from there and they were offering, um, aerobatic flights in chipmunks. I mean, can you imagine? Mm -hmm. Uh, I went up in a rapide there, Mm. which was just fabulous. Um, but then the, they couldn't sustain that, and now the council, council I think, uh, yeah. are stepping in and saying they can't be there anymore. I mean, it is a vast airfield. It's RAF St Morgan, mm. uh, and on I the mean, other side I mean, is Newquay Cornwall Airport. Yeah, there I mean, is a, there is a, uh, a petition. There is a petition. Yeah, we yeah. encourage people to sign that. For yeah, we've worth. been encouraging people. Yeah. For I a mean, while. it's uh, you know, I mean, as we've hopefully looked at so far, and we'll continue to do so in the future. British aviation heritage is something we should be incredibly proud of. Yes. Right yeah. up to the 70s or 80s, <laughs> <laughs> where it just seemed to stop. And yeah. everybody else took over. And we, for some reason, you know, it all just, British aviation production, the last airline we produced was the BA 146. Gosh. Um, and that's where it stopped. So, yeah. And that's just been withdrawn be, from RF service, hasn't it? Has, it? Yeah. Yeah. Um, so it's something we should be proud of. We should be fighting for. Yeah, because it's Quite right. Well, Empire of the Clouds is that wonderful book <laughs> by James Hamilton Patterson, who I still want to get as another yes. guest because he would be brilliant. Mm, yeah. He'd be quite angry mm. um, <laughs> for the, all the reasons yeah. you mentioned, James, and his knowledge of aviation. Is, and he shares our passion as well. And yeah, I've had a lot of uh, dealings with him. He sounds a terrific chap. It would be great to get him on. That'd be perfect. Yeah. Series five. Yeah, we've got, we've got so much in the bag, haven't we? Yeah. There we go. Yeah. Exciting stuff. It is very exciting, isn't it? Yeah, it really is. We need to go and do something about it, huh? Yeah, no, that's exactly it. When do you think we'll be able to get Series 5 up and running, Rob? Well, Series 5, I think we are going... I, I'm hoping we will be recording some interviews this year. Yeah. And then start coming out January, February, March. I like doing it then because it's kind of like... Well, I was going to say it gives people, gives us something to look forward to yeah. after Christmas. <laughs> yeah. 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 And, and also, like, I'm, I, that's when I'm less. Well, less I was going to say, you I'm, are now yeah. phenomenally busy because Scouting for Girls are just yeah. about to go on tour with Ollie Murs. Yeah, well, we're touring by ourselves in November and December, and then we're supporting Ollie. Is that over... still the sold out everywhere but Glasgow tour? Yes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> What's wrong with Glasgow? No, we, basically, <laughs> we, we always used to do bad in Glasgow. So we we booked this. Uh, we booked a tiny little place. We had eight hundred capacity, and it just sold out really quickly. And so then we booked a really big place with like three and a half thousand things, <laughs> and we've nearly done it. There's like two hundred tickets left, oh, so cool. we will sell it out. Mm. But it's just gonna have to wait. It was just a bit annoying because we can't go. It's a sold out tour. Because, but we, it's just because we extended Glasgow. But yeah, and then Ollie Murs and Easter, and then. Festival. So, so the Top Land Gear Five will be 
early part of next year. Right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. We've got to do it when you're available, basically. Well, yes. Yes. Yeah. 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 Well, for no other reason than I edit it. <laughs> well, that, yeah. well, no, no, yeah, no, 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 there are a lot more reasons than yeah, that. Yeah, but yeah. yes. Well, yeah. yeah. Some yeah. Yeah. That's it. Oh, but um, that, that's exciting. But it means it's we can start that. doing it now. So, you know, we, we're always open to any suggestions, any interviews, and definitely offers of flying. This yeah. is mm-hmm. three or four we've got. Like in the bag. We have got a few in the bag, to, which we never yeah. get around to doing. Yeah. Which we need to do. We so. want to do the helicopters in Somerset, James. Yeah. Yeah. And the blades. I have spoken to them. Haven't blades. You? Yeah. Blades. Yeah. If that's still open. Yeah. <laughs> Mike Ling. Mike Ling. <laughs> yes. Thank you. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, we've made some uh, super friends actually in the world of aviation. We're very lucky, but not least at Bournemouth actually last last year. Sick the Chinook it, display it? team, I thought. Yeah, the Chinook. Yeah, they're good guys. Are they? Do they display? Do they? I've never seen them. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so there's a lot to look forward to. So, Ollie Mus, can I just say my, my own personal bit of information, which I'm yeah. very excited about, which is happening in the next few days. Regular listeners to this <laughs> wonderful podcast and the even more wonderful quiz will know that there's often a bit of aviation history to be mentioned, which involves the country of once known as Malaya, where I was born, now Malaysia. Uh, I am doing a gig this week with none other than the king and queen of Malaysia. Mm-hmm. Can you believe that? Almost not. It's <laughs> true. Having heard the story in full. <laughs> <laughs> no, quite. <laughs> no, you're right, you're right. But there you are. Um, can't say more than that right now. Yeah. Uh, but um, I'm rather excited. There's another thing that kind of tied everything together as well is after the events of, uh, uh, of what's happened in recent months, we've gone back and watched The Crown. From the beginning, <laughs> obviously, have you, Rob, with your starring role in the Crown? Uh, oh, bless you, and uh, uh, Princess Diana's body double. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and I, I was watching one of the beginning bits where you've got Peter Townsend and his relationship with Margaret? oh, Group Captain oh, Peter Captain Townsend. Um, yes, absolutely. And then I was like, where do I know that name from? And then I was like, I've just been reading a book called Jewel of Eagles, which is his account of the battle of britain oh really which is actually if you have amazon you can get it free on prime reading which oh, you can read wow. it which is fabulous mm-hmm. oh, jewel of eagles got a beautiful picture of a spitfire and oh wow. but it, it was written i think in the 70s but it's a it's, yeah it's brilliant it starts uh right from the uh royal air corps in the first world war and wow. it goes to his uh his own account so goodness that's me. a little plug if you're looking for something to read and I, the other thing which i want to do is listen to that book you put on audible yes which which, the, which is fiction it's fiction for a, but it's got a picture of vulcan bar yes the front. It, so it has to be brilliant does it feature a vulcan it's all about the vulcan amazing yeah. and i won't say i'm really enjoying it by it's by a guy called james blatch i think mm-hmm. yeah who i've never heard of and if you're listening uh james um i'm going to look you up and uh if the if the book continues uh, as well as it started, I think I'm about chapter six now, listening because I can't read. Um, <laughs> or at least I can't keep my eyes open for more than about 10 seconds no, exactly. and I do. Uh, I'm really enjoying it. It's a great book. It's called, um, what do they call it? It's called Final Flight. Yes, Final Flight. Uh, it has a picture of a Vulcan on the front. Uh, it's set in 1966. Um, uh, Which a, we know wasn't the final flight of the Vulcan. No, <laughs> but we don't know why it might be called so who knows mm. what's going to happen but it's great uh, a bit of espionage and a bit of lots of RAF banter 
set on an RAF base. So James, you probably enjoy a bit of that, even because it's not. It's it's kind of you never really grew out of that era, even though you weren't born in 1966. And I've also thoroughly recommended that. I've also uh, our great mate um, Roland White. I've just listened uh, listened um, finished listening to another of his books called Phoenix Squadron. That was one of his first. It was, I think, his first actually about. uh, Buccaneers yeah. and Ark Royal and British Honduras, Belize. Um, fascinating book. Very te- technically quite detailed, as lots of his books are, but actually a really good read, stroke, listen. So um, that's, that's another one. Yeah, yeah, really good. But uh, yeah, I'm really, really enjoying the Final, uh, Flight. Final Flight by James Blatch. Mm, yeah. Brilliant. I hope I've got Love his name it. right. I might just check that. <laughs> while we're talking. Yeah, the other chap, actually, I was thinking, which is a great interview to listen to, uh, I don't know what reminded me of that just then, was uh, Chris Parry, yes, uh, yeah. the, his Falklands uh, mm. tale, which is uh, just incredible. He was a, an observer on the uh, uh, Royal Navy Wessex called Humphrey and fired the first shots of the conflict, didn't mm. he? But he did. did a lot more besides. Mm. Yeah. And that's a fabulous interview. Some, some brilliant stories around that yeah. Yeah. as well with, with, with the Wessex on Fortuna Glacier yeah. Yeah. in South Georgia, which we also did a pod on. And he, he so, sunk yeah. the... Uh, Submarine, didn't he? He he, he crippled the Santa, Santa Fe. Fe. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, great stories. Yeah, great stories. Incredible, aren't they? Yeah, we should do a, an episode on our favourite aviation books and films at yeah. some point. Maybe we could turn that in Mike Woodley. Yeah, if Mike agrees to come on. Yes, still that'd be fun. Which he did two years ago. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the other element that um, a, a regular listeners will be aware of is our Ask James feature, where. Our opportunity and yours, the listener, to ask James, our aviation expert, anything on the subject of aviation. If there's aerospace involved, I'd steer clear of that. <laughs> but that is the that's the one feature we said we were going to drop, well, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah. Oh, was it? We're going to we're gonna make the quick facts lots of quick. <laughs> that's your, your little bit. Little bit. Yeah. yeah, and yeah. Uh, and and uh, extend the quiz and the quick facts. <laughs> Just for anybody James. who has never listened to Top Landing Gear, yeah. Well, why is James our aviation expert? <laughs> Well, he's a pilot. Yeah. Rather exciting. Right? Uh, yeah, he used to be in the RAF. Uh, he went on the fast jet course, didn't get through. Uh, ended up flying Wessexes and Pumas. And we're very proud of him for that. Yeah. And he's now in the airlines. He's yeah. seen a few airlines that he's joined go bankrupt pretty soon afterwards. Uh, wasn't Not all of them were my fault. No, 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 no. no. But I do know the guy whose fault it was. Yes. And he has also agreed to become on and be a guest. We're going to give them a couple of pairs of boxing gloves. Mm, that would be hilarious. Uh, Brilliant. Yeah. yeah. Now, so, James's yeah. knowledge in aviation, it pains me to say this when he's sitting here, is just phenomenal and fascinating, which is really how this whole podcast came about. Because whenever we used to meet up with James, we'd try and make that not happen too often. But whenever it did, <laughs> we'd always end up asking him endless questions about aeroplanes, which he always answered. Mm. And it was just fascinating. So Jez one day said... We should do a podcast, which of course everyone says, don't they? Yeah. But we've actually Especially done during it. lockdown. <laughs> Especially during lockdown. <laughs> is what it was. Yeah. But the great thing about this section of the podcast is open to all listeners. Mm. So yeah. we we very much welcome any questions. And we've had questions from we've had really technical questions. Yeah. And we've had why do, don't aeroplanes have indicators? Yeah. I love that <laughs> yeah, one. Yeah. Do well, you just... really know what all those buttons do? Yes. yes. That's still one of our favorite. And um, the answer was no, you, you don't always need to. <laughs> <laughs> We've got a manual for it on the yeah. iPad. What happens if the iPad runs out? We've got another one. What happens if that one runs out? Oh. Yeah, yeah. 
<laughs> no, it's it's great. It's been very it difficult to catch you out. But Jim, I mean, in terms of where we are now with with the airlines, mm. are things kind of back where they were, or is still a bit of a way to go? Because <laughs> our last episode was with the last series ended with yes. an episode with Jeremy Spake, who yes. was mm. absolutely he was brilliant, absolute legend, wasn't yeah. he? Great, yeah, yeah. yeah. And absolutely guy. stuffed us into quiz. Yeah. Oh my god, he's <laughs> oh. like his aviation. Actually, yeah. we should get him as our aviation expert. <laughs> yeah, but, we, uh, I've always said <laughs> that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Guys, hello. <laughs> hello, is this on? <laughs> Jeremy from airport fame. Yeah, uh, he he was yeah. absolutely brilliant. Yeah. But yeah. we were talking about we we dropped that just before the summer of mm. chaos, which yeah. yes. I have to say that I flew probably several times for holiday and several times mm. for more than several times for work, and I've never found the London airports. Better. Mm, no. I, I had no, literally the, every plane I got on arrived early. Yeah, I think, it was I think amazing. whether it was chaos or not depends very much on which flight you got. Yeah, <laughs> and there are some, some people sitting at home and go, "It was blooming chaos." I yeah. can tell you about it. Yeah. And a lot of people got away with it. Yeah, um, I think generally we got away with it more than we were expecting it to. But there were a lot of people still affected by some either horrific delays or cancellations where their flight just didn't happen. Yeah. Um, as we talked about beforehand. We're not hearing about it now, though, are we? No, at all. no. Um, because, well, we're now back down to some sensible levels of, of, fly, of flying. Yeah. Um, and I think because Heathrow, for example, um, imposed a cap on the total passenger numbers. And that, that was, was a huge problem for the airlines, wasn't it? So that, that was why a lot of the, the flights were cancelled. So because of that, we, um, you know, the, the, there was, the, the, let's say, the cancellations. That is now easing. Um, we are through the worst of it because we're no longer in the ridiculously busy time. There'll be a peak at half term just coming up soon, mm. and then the Christmas peak as well. Um, so th I think there's still there are still issues out there to for everybody to solve. Um, but we're hopefully getting through it, and by next year, <clears throat> there'll still be problems next year, I think, but not as bad as, as this year. It was quite. Um, I found there's quite a bit of a buzz in the airport. Yeah. Going out well, I mean, I, I, mean I, I haven't flown there. an empty airplane. I mean, as in yeah. uh, an airplane with, without seats, with a ram jam full for the last uh, over the whole summer. Yeah. Every flight has oh, been God. full, all long haul. I'm just, it's just amazing how quickly yeah. it. I remember yeah. coming back from Ibiza, <laughs> and there was me and my daughter, and there was two other people on an easy jet, yeah. like yeah. which was 150, and yeah. they put all this. They fumigated it beforehand, <laughs> and. Yeah. And it just all seems crazy now. Yeah. It seems like such Doesn't a... It? it seems a long time ago, doesn't it? Yeah. I remember coming down. I've sent you guys a video. Yeah. Where I, I had to get a hire car from Gatwick. <laughs> I walked through the terminal and there was nobody there. Mm. All the escalators weren't running, but it was still open to get to the, the car. Mm. It all seems so very yeah. weird so now, doesn't it's, it? And it's now... I mean, I, I don't think I've seen Heathrow as busy as I, as I saw it a few weeks really? ago. Yeah. Which terminal do you fly different mostly? <laughs> all of them. It's a very leading question. Yeah. Right? No, he's yeah. not allowed to say what airline he flies yeah, for. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But although it's what I would say is, if I tell you where terminal I fly, if you know which airline I fly for, so yeah. I'll stop there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I never thought of it that way. Good effort. No, nice. It's incredible, isn't it? Yeah. I flew out of Terminal Three, not with your airline. Um, well, you might have done. Oh yeah. well, there we go. In the summer, I went to Sweden, and that was chaos initially and then was really smooth and coming mm. back we flew out of this little tiny little airport just outside Stockholm oh, it's the best right, because when airport. we were interviewing Jeremy yes. you kept asking that and Sweden yeah <laughs> how is it in Sweden yeah <laughs> like next week how yeah. is that he said I think you'll be fine and he was correct yeah, yeah. 
We flew to this airport called, I think it was called Bronner Airport, and it's tiny. There were literally about three flights all day. It's fabulous. It's the best airport I've ever been to. Oh, I love those. And I flew, I flew to Blue, uh, Bilbao uh, three or four weeks ago. That was Adagatwick. Easy. Easy, mm. easy, easy, easy. Uh, yeah. The other thing that's, that's quite good to watch is we, um, my airline produces a, a list of all the restrictions due to COVID at each destination. And over the last few weeks, every time we get an update on our iPads, you see a lot of them being deleted. Amazing. Um, oh. And they're getting more. So we're now down to just a few, and a lot of them are just to wear masks on yeah. transport. Yeah. Um, so the world is opening up, except the Far East. China is still oh, really? complete, um, complete solitary room confinement. If you go there, as in, I don't, I don't think any Western airlines are flying there. And that's the same as for cruise as yeah, well. Yeah. yeah. Um, Hong Kong is opening up in the next week or so, so they're, they're looking for some slight relaxation in Hong Kong. Singapore is now open, um, and very similar to how it used to be, because uh, Singapore were going for zero COVID mm. as well. So the, the signs are coming. But it's still China is completely closed, and you can't really fly. I think Japan's opening up, but it's very difficult to get to because you have to fly over Russia to get to mm. Japan, and you either take a very very northerly route or a very very southerly route. Um, so that's kind of interesting for those that fly to Russia to Japan. But it's opening yeah. up; it's happening. Talking about routes, there's a lot of talk at the moment. And it's probably going for a while about changing the transatlantic routes now mm. uh, because they don't need to do it in the old-fashioned way anymore. What's this to do with? So this? we have a thing called the. Um, the Nats tracks, which are the North Atlantic track system. So they're not really the Nats tracks, they're the Nats. Okay, um, oh, good, yes. And um, you have a, a series of tracks which take advantage of the, the best winds of the day so that everybody going, so in the morning it's all eastbound traffic and in the afternoon it's all westbound traffic. Um, and so it takes advantage of the, the, the best or the least winds, depending on whether, which way you're going, and um, and, and organises the... The traffic into into lanes basically across the, the Atlantic. Now, with the advent of of modern GPS, I say modern. Apparently, it's been around since the seventies, <laughs> if you believe in eggheads. Um, <laughs> I wasn't going to bring that up, but <laughs> yeah. um, the um, air, aircraft can fly random routings, and we also have onboard systems that keep us apart as well. So, with that, an increased computer. Um, capacity of the air traffic system across the Atlantic, it is possible to make it more random, which a gives you straighter lines, um, and allows people to um, to decide their own routing rather than stick to a motorway, if you like, of, yeah. uh, of lanes. Um, so that is coming in. We still have the NAT system at the moment. Yeah, there were rumours it would be finished by now, but I think COVID probably delayed that somewhat. Um, and so we'll see how that goes. Does that contribute to make flying greener? It should in do. Any way? Yeah. Anything that's more efficient. Anything gives you more point to point. Yeah. Generally makes it greener. Um, so hopefully, yes, it will do. And I also saw all the airlines have signed a um, aspirational desire to make aviation. I saw that, that um, was today, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, today or yesterday. Yeah. But I saw um, there was a there was to make aviation more uh, to make yeah. it um, carbon zero. Oh wow. By 2050 or something like that. Like that. But it said it was like, the thing I saw was like a compromised position there. Mm. I don't know if you know any more about that. No, I, I, I saw a headline and I'm, I was going to stop there, really. Okay, good. Hope, I won't question it no because I saw the headline. And it seemed like a compromised thing. I thought, oh, I'll yeah. ask James about that. <laughs> <laughs> that aviation looks great. Go on, I'm going to ask Jeremy. Yeah, yeah. yeah. We, we've yeah, got his details. Jeremy again. Yeah. 
But I think a green special would be quite a good one. Uh, well, I've yeah, I, I've started some inquiries on that. Yeah, we did talk about hydrogen once, didn't we? Mm. Yeah, there's something. Yes, um, back down to Cornwall. Actually, the um, there's an islander that is being prepared to have. Mm. Either electric or hydrogen, or if hydrogen it, electric, is it? Might be. If engines. it's an island, it'd probably be electric based because it's propeller. So, yeah. I think anything with propellers could reasonably straightforwardly be replaced with um, with electric. Right, okay. Um, it's longer distance, faster jet yeah. type stuff that you need a full hydrogen, sort of hydrogen to, to work like jet fuel does. Mm. Um, but there are obviously in, inherent value or problems with that. Yeah. For the amount of extra fuel you is need. Is this what Rolls Royce are looking at? Rolls Royce are looking at a, a hydrogen jet, and um, Airbus are quite heavily into it as well. They 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 put out a few concept designs of a hydrogen aircraft. Problem is the back, what would be the back sort of ten rows of seats is a hydrogen tank. Oh right, because okay. it just needs ex, an extra volume of fuel yeah. to do the same as, as just wing tanks on a, okay. a jet aircraft. So I'm sure it'll it'll come. Yeah. Um, possibly not in my career. Yeah. Time, but I imagine fairly soon. Why? Well, what's happened? <laughs> <laughs> Have you not seen the state of it? <laughs> well, apart from in the next six months. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, fascinating stuff, Jim. Thank yeah. you very much. Now, listen. One of the other parts of the uh, the kind of the the best bit of many of these uh, episodes. Ah! <laughs> sorry, right? The closing sorry, theme sorry. is the, the closing uh... theme music. <laughs> yeah. Well, it, yeah, that's that's another thing. Uh, it's the top landing gear quiz. Mm. Yeah. Um, now everyone's looking at their watches all of a sudden. I don't know what's going. On. <laughs> I've had a quite I, an early start. Would you early. like a quiz? I hadn't We've originally never said planned yes to, to do a quiz. We've never well, said yes to this question. Uh, yeah. Then just before we turned up, you you well, say uh, because okay. The reason I said this where's is the quiz? Because we, I don't know if you're aware, we've appeared on eggheads, <laughs> or we're about to appear on eggheads. Are we? Did you, um, that was the what the green shirt That's was about. That was the shirt. <laughs> yeah. Oh. So because yeah. of that, I thought we might get some quizzy type people who sort of tune in and go, "Oh, maybe quiz. even the eggheads. Maybe even the eggheads themselves who would like to put themselves through yeah. a yeah. similar type of embarrassment that we put ourselves through." Yeah, I can tell how how excited Rob was. He's just writing our names down. <laughs> If quiz people are listening, let's have a quiz, is all I'm saying. Yeah. And then uh, now I'm gonna pretend I didn't, didn't say that at all and go, bah, I hate quizzes. Let me just Okay, ladies and gentlemen. So there's the bell. Still haven't taken the ribbon off it. Since no, the ribbon's here. been on there since the day you it was still didn't take it back. Yeah. <laughs> well, just in and case. This podcast didn't take off. <laughs> So, ladies and gentlemen, it is time for the Top Landing Gear Quiz. <laughs> Buzzers, please. Uh, let's start with you, Roy. What buzzer have you brought with you today? Okay, mine is, is one from the past. It's one where we were doing an interview in Lincoln. Uh, uh, just asked him the question, <laughs> how much longer can these things fly? And he said, in perpetuity. In, 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 <laughs> In perpetuity. In perpetuity. In perpetuity. In perpetuity. I mean, the middle syllables are often necessary. Yeah. Right. Thanks, though, Roy. That was during an interview at a lovely hotel, the Petwood Hotel, where we'd had some wine. 
<laughs> Jez, let's hear your uh, I'm buzzer. Also getting back. First principles, one of my one of the early ones. Here we go from one of my favourite films. Oh, I'll press play. There we go. Jolly good. And that is from, of course, airplane. Airplane. And Jimbo. Well, I've I've gone with the old idea of, of basing your your buzzer on what the whole episode is about. Oh, yeah. And we were on Eggheads, which is a standard quiz. Yeah, well, I've gone with a standard quiz buzzer. Good oh. man, at last. Oh. <laughs> well done. At long last, some sense a proper buzzer. Oh, well, I think you stand every chance of winning, as <laughs> you usually do okay. anyway. Okay. Point. okay, guys, stand by your beds. Uh, question one. Uh, there will be some questions here that we've asked and tried to answer before. Oh, no. So let's see what we can no. remember. Question number one. How many marks of Spitfire were there? Yes, Jimbo. 26. <laughs> Incorrect. Jez asked him the question, how... 27. Incorrect. Jez Curling. Yes. 29. You've all gone the wrong way. James led you astray. It's 24. Oh. 24. Yes, sub-variants, of course, but 24 main variants... Of Spitfire, you've never yet got it right. No, no half marks. Absolutely no half marks there. Question number two. Who was the first person to break the sound barrier? Yes, James. I believe that was a friend Chuck Yeager. It was Chuck Yeager. Well done, Bell Jimbo. Bell X1. Bell X1. Absolutely right. Well done. Um, do you know roughly when that was? Or even exactly. It was in the past. Wasn't past. <laughs> well done, James. You get a point. It was actually sixty-three. Well, do you know the anniversary is coming up on the day that Eggheads goes out with the Top Landing Gear team is October the fourteenth, nineteen forty-seven. Can I just say that this quiz isn't just thrown together, although. In this case, it has been. Was that a complete fluke? <laughs> complete and <Yeah>. utter planning. <laughs> <laughs> Question number, I think, three. What was the world's first commercial aircraft to be designed entirely by computer? Yes, James. I'm going to go for the 777. The Boeing 777? Boeing 777. The aircraft you fly? It is the aircraft I fly, yes. James, you're correct. It is uh. indeed the Boeing 777. Were you going to say that, Jess? No. No. Shame, isn't it? Mm. Um, Did you know that? Oh, I've, I've seen a documentary on the 777 yeah. where they are very proud that this is the first airline that Boeing produced. Yeah. Um, which was designed on a computer, not by computer, it was designed on a computer. Right. But yeah. um, I didn't know if Airbus or someone else might have beaten them yeah. to it. Another one of James' specialities is helicopters. Um, when and where? Yes. Yes. Airwolf. <laughs> Unlucky. Bad luck. Uh, you, you're out of the question, I'm afraid. <laughs> Lovely idea. Lovely idea. When and where, Airwolf. I mean, I, that would have been what, wouldn't it? Oh, well, as soon as you said helicopters, I just went Airwolf. Well done. It it's just a, took me a long time to press the right button. It's a lovely phone. idea. Lovely <laughs> idea. But, 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 but I was wrong. already committed. As soon as you went when and where, I was like, oh, God. <laughs> just like eggheads all over. <laughs> <laughs> or is it? Or is it? Or is it? <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, exactly. <laughs> Yeah, stay tuned, ladies and gentlemen. Channel 5, 6.30, October the 14th, 2022. When and where did the RAF first use helicopters operationally and what type of helicopter, James? I'm going to have to go with Malaya. <laughs> mm -hmm. uh, is the where. 
You are, of course, correct. I'm going to guess on the type, and this is probably going to show my ignorance, the Belvedere. It's a cracking answer, but it's not right. But the Belvedere was in Malaya. Mm. You're absolutely right. That's what it, I was going to say. Were you? I was it it was Belvedere. a slight disaster, the Belvedere. It looked yeah. like a, 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 it was a, it was a sort of Chinook. A bad Chinook. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. And as far a as when, chinook. you might say. 19. Yeah. Now, you know the dates of the uh, Malayan emergency. Yeah, I do. Yeah. But I'm not going to use one of those. Sit. <laughs> 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 The year of my birth and the year of Malayan independence. Oh, uh, so no, actually, it? it was 19... Do you want to have a go, bro? You can get a point here. You haven't got scored a point. Why don't you go for a date? 1954. Oh, a year out. Bad luck. It's 1953. Um, during Operation Fire Dog, it was the Bristol Sycamore. Oh, Sycamore. The Bristol Sycamore. Question number wherever we've got to... <laughs> How long did it take Amy Johnson to fly from London to Australia and in what year was it? We did a, sp a special programme on this. Yes, yes. 19. What? Is that the answer for the number of days? I'll, I'll, I'll was that the number of days? Looking. Is that what uh, no, you're saying for the no. number of days? Yes. Correct. Well done. 19 days. <laughs> and the year? Well done, bro. Excellent. Very proud of you for knowing I, that. I, I was listening. Uh, it was 19... No, I haven't read the chair. 1920... 30... Incorrect, but you've got your point for the 19 days. Anyone else want to go for the date, the year? Yes, James? 1936. Incorrect. Roy, why not uh, just go for a date? Unlucky, no. It was actually 1930. Uh, the aircraft, of course, was a gypsy moth, and she flew out of Croydon. Uh, can you remember the name of her husband? Oh, also God. an aviator. Oh. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Was it Jason? That's no, the aeroplane. Oh. I'm going to give you a point for the aeroplane. It was called Jason, yes. her gypsy yes. moth. Yes, uh, James. Jim Morrison. Well, Morri <laughs> it's not actually Jim Morrison. Well, it was not, James Jim Morrison. Morrison. not James Morrison either. Jim Morris, Moribund, Morris, Morris. Jez Buzz and get it right, for goodness sake. Because <laughs> that's a point, Jim Morrison. Well, Jim Morrison was your rather feeble joke that seems to have lasted for ages. <laughs> like all his jokes. Like all his jokes. I'll give you half a point, Jimbo. It's Jim Mollinson. Oh, yeah. Jim <laughs> but James thought that made a very funny joke. It was he, a funny joke. He kept on going on and on about. I think a final question, ladies yep. and gentlemen. This is one you really should get because it goes back to uh, the Whittle episode, which is one of our most recent. What was the RAF's first operational jet fighter? Yes, James. Meteor. The Gloucester Meteor. The Gloucester Meteor is the correct answer. And I think with that, we'll call it a day and we'll end the quiz there. Our final schools are Roy won for actually getting it wrong, but it was a nice answer. Uh, Jez won for an answer that I helped you, you with. Uh, James is our winner, though, with three and a half points. Well, well done, Jimbo. It's, it's like eggheads all over again. Well, Without or them. is it? Or, <laughs> or, or is it indeed? There we are. That's what an what a top landing gear episode can sound like on a bad day. <laughs> <laughs> when no we script. don't have a topic. <laughs> no, no topic. Yeah, exactly. So if you've enjoyed that, God help you. Uh, yeah, hopefully you'll listen to some more. But uh, thank you, chaps. Anything anybody would like to add at this stage? We'll be back in January. Is Every that when we'll be back? Every single episode that we've ever recorded is available wherever you hear this: iTunes, Spotify. 
on Podbean, where you can do it. We've, I think Amazon, it's on Amazon now as well. Is it Amazon as well? Mm. Is we, it? We're mm. almost up to 120,000 uh, downloads. So if you, if you want to sponsor per episode. episode, not per episode, uh, but if you want to sponsor, when we put it out, the UK's number one aviation podcast on iTunes. Sometimes. When we put it out. Yeah, when we put it out. Yeah, Sorry, yeah. it's always there. Then, yeah, it's uh, always at number one. Then, then please get in touch. Brilliant. On the email. Yeah. Ask your questions. Yeah. Anything you want to hear. Tell your friends. Yeah. Love it. Yeah, and leave us a review, especially if you're new. Oh, yeah, if you're new, a review is really good because it means we like you more than everyone else. And it's really good for us. <laughs> well said. Yep, and you can get in touch with us on Twitter, on Facebook, and on Instagram at Top Landing Gear. And as we've been saying, do email us with your questions for our expert James at info at toplandinggear.com. That's info at toplandinggear.com. Two G's. Two G's. Well done. So we're really looking forward to recording the new series. Do keep an eye on the socials to find out when that will be. In the meantime, thank you so much for listening. And from all four of us, Bye for now. This is Top Landing Gear. <laughs>